morning that you are able to join us online to receive God's word and to be encouraged in your faith. Things have changed over this last past week whereby we're not able to meet in our building, but I'm so thankful that we can use modern technology to remain encouraged and to remain strong in God's word together. We're continuing today in our series of messages titled, A Hopeless End or An Endless Hope. And I want to begin by reminding you this morning, as I've been reminding you over this last past month, how it is impossible for a follower of Jesus to ever come to a hopeless end in life because we have an endless hope in Christ Jesus. You know, it's always important to encourage ourselves about that. It's always important to remind ourselves that Jesus The hope of the world, Jesus, our endless hope, lives inside us. In fact, Jesus promised that he would never leave us or forsake us. And therefore, we know that not only do we have hope within us, we have hope standing right beside us in amidst all of the variances of life, in amidst all of the turbulent times, in amidst all of the changing seasons, he is with us. So feel secure in that this morning. Know that his presence is by your side and hope himself lives in your heart. That's our assurance. That's our confidence with which we go forward in life with. Amen. Now this morning and over into next Sunday, we're going to be looking at a moment in the disciples' lives, where they were at a very real, hopeless place. They were panicking. They were afraid because everything around them was shifting. Everything around them was uncertain. And they were troubled and confused. But into their hopelessness, Jesus came with hope that they so desperately needed. Into this place where everything was out of control, Jesus came and took control and took them on to where they needed to go. Took them to the place where he had told them that they would arrive. And he was the peace that they needed in a very turbulent time that they were in. To set the scene this morning, I'm going to read to you in a minute from Matthew chapter 14. And it's about the disciples getting caught in a very violent storm. You've probably read the story a lot of times and we're going to refer to it this morning. And we're going to see how Jesus comes in to an uncontrollable situation and brings order, control and peace again. You know, very often when we face storms in life, we can't see that there is hidden blessings behind them. The disciples were caught in a terrific storm, as we will read about in a moment, but they couldn't see that they were moving towards blessing. 
And storms very often are like that. We can quickly lose perspective. We can quickly lose sight of where we need to go because we're caught in the confusion that's all around us and the sudden trouble that we face. But by the end of this night, as we will see, these disciples were stronger and in a more blessed place as a result of the storm that they had gone through. Let's read together from Matthew chapter 14. We're going to read from verse 22 through to verse 33. It says this, verse 22, and immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. When Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O ye, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, that you are the Son of God. Now, as we've read these verses from Matthew's gospel, there are three areas that I want to pick up on today and over into next week about this storm that the disciples were in. There are three areas that can help us that they faced in their storm, three areas that we can learn from as they face their storm That when we face our storms, we can be assured and confident that Jesus is going to come into our confusion and bring order as he did theirs. Firstly, the message that comes from this event that we've read about in Matthew chapter 14 is this. Jesus uses the storms we are in as a means of transportation to us. Jesus, think about that for a moment. Jesus uses the storms that we are in, the storms that we are faced with as a means of transportation to us. Now this in itself is an amazing point. It's an amazing message because 
Very often when we're caught in a storm, like these disciples were, we think that the crises and the confusion about us is going to cut us off from Jesus. We think that the crises and the circumstances that face us is going to obscure Jesus from us. We think that the storm is bigger than his ability sometimes to intervene and take control. Yet what we find happening here as we read this story and as we lift the message from it is that Jesus actually uses the storm as a means of transportation, as a vehicle to get to his disciples not to be, and not to be separated from them. So Jesus uses our storms as a means of transportation to get to us, not as a means to be separated from us. And then secondly, what we're going to see after we've looked at this, possibly next week, is that Jesus allows the storms of life to test us. So not only does Jesus use our storms of life that we face in life as a means of transportation toward us, but also he allows these storms to test us. There's nothing like a storm or an adverse situation in life to test our resilience, to test our faith, to see if we are in a place of trust or not. Jesus knew what he was doing when he ordered these disciples to get in the boat and go to the other side. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing when he brought a command, a clear word of instruction for them to obey. When he said to them, get in the boat and now set out from here and go to the other side. He knew that they were heading into a storm. He knew that their resilience were, was going to be tested. But he was going to use this storm as a means of testing in order for them to find a new level of trust in him. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. When everything was confusing, when their stability was removed and they were at a place of hopelessness, the test would, would cause them to find him in the midst of all of their trouble. Remember last week we looked at Psalm 46, just as we introduced the message. And David in Psalm 46 said, The Lord is my refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. And that's where God becomes a refuge and a strength for us in those moments of trouble, in those moments of confusion, in those moments where we're panicked by life, in those moments where we are facing a crisis, when we are facing a storm. It's in those moments where he becomes that ever-present help. And this was the lesson that these disciples had to find out and live through in this storm that they faced. And this was the test. It was a test of trust. 
as to whether they were going to rely on Jesus who would arrive right in the middle of their crisis or whether they were going to trust in their own strength and ability to try and move on beyond what was facing them. And we'll look at that possibly next week. And then thirdly, also what we're going to look at next week is how Jesus makes our storm a means of great testimony. Not only does Jesus use our storm as a means of transportation to us, not only does Jesus use the storms of life to test our resilience and our trust in him, but Jesus also uses our storms as a means of great testimony, whereby they bring him glory in our lives. You know, great tests produce great testimonies. And from this storm, the disciples would hold a revelation about Jesus that would never leave their hearts and their minds. They would not refer, coming out of this storm, coming out of this test, coming out of this crisis, they would not refer to their own strength and skill as a means of getting them through and beyond that crisis. But they would refer to this moment as a means whereby God in his power and his love was Lord over it all. Their testimony would not be centered in their own ability and strength to get them through, but in the power and the love that reached out to them and took hold of them and brought peace and order where there was confusion and darkness. So these are the things that we're going to look at over this week and on into next week. And we're going to encourage ourselves because in this present crisis, very often, as things deepen and as confusion sets in, it's easy sometimes to begin to question our, our, our trust. It's easy to begin to question and relax our grip on those promises that we've been holding to. No, this is a storm like any other storm. This is a crisis that Jesus will come into. This is a means that Jesus will use to bring us on through. And we've got to hold on to him in this moment of time. So let's get into this this morning and just think about this first point. This is probably all that I'm going to cover this morning with you. But let's think about this first point this morning of how Jesus uses the storms we are in as a means of transportation to us. Have you ever wondered why this event was written about and placed in your Bible for you to read. You know, when I read it, I don't believe that it was just simply to show us that Jesus could walk on water. I don't believe that it was just to show us that Peter could walk on water. I believe that when I read about this event and this incredible encounter that the disciples had with Jesus in the storm, I believe that there's a bigger message that's within it that God wants us to hear 
to take courage from and be encouraged in when we face our storms. This moment was captured and written down in God's word to assure us that when we go through our sudden storms in life, when we go through those crises that seem to just jump up out of nowhere and surprise us, Jesus is Lord of them. That's the message that comes from this event that we've read about in Matthew chapter 14. It's not just about the fact that Jesus can walk on water. He's not trying to impress us with what he can do and how he can use his power over nature. No, there's a deeper meaning in this. And the meaning is this. If he can still a storm in the middle of the sea, in the darkest of night, he can come into our storms too and calm them. He can, he can bring control over any crisis because he is Lord of it. The simple message to us today is that Jesus is not separated or shrouded from us in the midst of the storm. No, he comes walking on it. It's a means of transportation to him. It is the vehicle that he uses sometimes to come so close to us and reveal that he is Lord over everything that we fear. He wants you to know that today. Because very often fear will stand up in your face. Circumstance will stand up in your face and declare with a very powerful voice that it is Lord. That it is in control. No, it's not in control. No matter how bad it might seem, no matter how dark it might get, no matter how uncertain things may seem around you, Jesus is Lord. Not fear. Fear might, might have, you know, a moment where, that, that causes us to be troubled and confused and downcast. But you wait a while, Jesus will come walking on that storm. Jesus will use the very thing that we fear as a means of transportation and a vehicle to us. And he'll come and he'll bring order. And he'll bring security and he'll bring peace. And we will get to the place that he has promised we will be. There's blessing in the storm, as these disciples would discover. Now, it didn't seem like that initially, but by the end of the night, they would have a revelation in their heart of Jesus that they had never had before. The very thing that they feared became the means that Jesus used to get to them. Now, something that's important, that's important for us to notice from reading about these disciples on this night is that they were in this storm because of their obedience. That's really important. Very simple point, but I think it's a real important point. This storm didn't come as a result of disobedience. This storm came as a result of their obedience. You see, we've read it in verse 22 that Jesus commanded them to 
get into the boat and cross the Sea of Galilee and go to the other side. So, obediently, they set out in, in obedience to his word. They obeyed. These men are in the will of God, being obedient, yet right in the middle of being obedient, everything around them and outside of them changes. There's an interruption. They are being obedient, but their obedience is being opposed. And there are times like that in all of our lives. When we've obeyed God's word, you set out strong at the start, holding God's word in your heart. He's told you to go to the other side, wherever that may be. And you're doing what he's told you to do. And then suddenly, midway through in your obedience, there's an objection. There's opposition. And everything comes to a standstill in the middle. That's an important thing for us to understand. And in the middle of being obedient and being opposed, very often we can come to a standstill. And when we come to a standstill, we can question ourselves. Well, really, have I heard God's word? Did I step out in presumption? Have I really understood what God wanted me to do? Did I really hear clearly what God was saying? If, if I'd heard clearly, then I wouldn't be in the storm that I'm in. I wouldn't be facing these circumstances, this besetting crisis that, that I am facing head on wouldn't be there, surely, if I had have been obedient. But that's not the case. Because many times... When we're obedient, actually, we will face very real storms and very real challenges and very real difficulties. Sometimes difficulties and challenges that we face are not as a result of being disobedient. No, they're as a result of actually being obedient, of following God's word. And these men knew that to be true. They had listened to Jesus. Jesus had ordered them and compelled them to get into the boat and set out to go to the other side. And now, right midway through their obedience, they are being opposed and everything's come to a standstill. These 12 men are being obedient to the word that Jesus had given them. But with all of their effort and strength, they are unable to perform the word without his involvement. Now, this is an, another important point for us to understand. Because obedience alone isn't going to cut it. We can hear his word and we can set out and have a great start in life and obey his word. But at some point along the course of our journey, we're going to hit that midway section where our obedience is going to be objected and we are going to need his intervention into our lives to take us on beyond that objection and beyond that opposition so that we can do everything that he's called us to do. This is where these men were at in the middle of the night on that stormy sea. 
They were in the middle of obeying a word that Jesus had given them, but now they were being objected. Now they were being opposed. And they needed Jesus' intervention to come through for them so that they could get on to the other side. You know, lots of us, as we look back over our lives, I'm sure we could locate times where we have been stuck in a storm. Or maybe today, as you're listening to my message, you're stuck in a storm right in the middle of a crisis. Maybe a storm at work has risen out of nowhere and you're embroiled in it. Or one of your children in school is caught right in the middle of something that they should never have to go through. A storm, a circumstance has risen up out of nowhere and brought them to a standstill right in the middle of the crisis. Or maybe today as a business person or a business, you've come into the, this year with prospects that are good and healthy and strong, but this lockdown season has brought everything to a standstill. And like the disciples, you're right in the middle, in no, in no man's land now. Not, not moving back and not even moving forward. And everything is intense and the crisis is strong and against you. Right in the middle caught in this situation where you can't go forward and you can't go back. That's where Jesus comes. When we are right in the midst of that storm, that is where we find him. You see, he uses, let me repeat this to you again, he uses the storm as a means of transportation to us, not as something that obscures him from us. Jesus comes. And all of our efforts, all of our strength to fight the storm achieve very little. But his intervention into our confusion, his intervention into the crisis brings us on through. Today, that storm may have broke into your home and taken the peace that you so desperately need and so desperately hold to. That storm may be breaking out against your body. These things are very real, causing you to fear and causing you to question if there's any help that's going to come to your aid. Jesus uses these very things as a means to transport himself to us in the crises that we face. He is Lord of the storm. He is Lord of the situations that we face in life. And this is what he did with his disciples on that very night that they faced this crisis that they were in. He's Lord over all. Remember how we spoke last week about Abraham? Paul used Abraham in Romans chapter 4 as this amazing example of faith. And he, he made this remark about him, that Abraham recognized that his body 
was as good as dead. In relation to being able to fulfill the promise of God in his life, his body was as good as dead, and now God had to take control. God had to take his word and bring it to pass without Abraham's involvement. That's exactly where God wanted him, and that's exactly when God fulfilled his word. The result was a fulfilled promise in Isaac being born. Well, these men who were in this boat, stuck in the middle of a storm, were in a moment just like Abraham was when he believed that God would fulfill his promise to him. Everything was as good as dead around them. Hope was lost. There was no way through. They didn't have the strength, the resolve, the necessary means to move beyond what they were facing in that moment at sea. And it was almost as if, just like Abraham, where everything was as good as dead, all hope was lost, that's when Jesus comes to them using the very thing that they fear as a means of transportation to them. They had no power to move forward, but then suddenly Jesus comes into the middle of what they are facing to show them that he was the hope and the help that they needed to take them beyond where they were in life. You know, we all face those dead-end moments of life where it seems that all hope is lost, where we've tried to do everything we can to change the circumstances that we are facing. Dead-end moments of life, like Abraham faced, we face moments where we have no ability to move beyond, where we have no necessary means to change the circumstances that surround us. But it's in those dead-end moments that God steps into the picture. It's in those dead-end moments of life where we have no more ability to fulfill what God has told us he's going to give us, that he steps up and does what only he can do. This is what happened on this night. And I believe that it's an important message for us to understand. I believe it's an important message for us to hold on to in the crises that we see around us, in the hopelessness that many are facing, and the, all of the newscasts that we are hearing. It's important for us to understand that Jesus uses the very things that we fear as a means of transportation to us, as a, as a vehicle to show that he is Lord of it all. Now today as we close, let's remember to bring God's perspective over the problems that we face. Let's remember that today. Let's remember not to allow circumstance to rule the day. 
Let's not allow fear to predict and project all of its, its, um, its bad news upon us. No, let's allow God's promise to correct and realign and put in place those fears and all of that bad news that would want to bring us down. And let's hold to his promise. Let's believe that any storm that we find ourselves in will be the very means that Jesus uses as a vehicle, as a, as a means of transportation to come to us to show that he is Lord of it. Next week, we're going to look at how Jesus allows the storms of life to test us. And then also we're going to look at how Jesus makes our storms a means of great testimony. But today, let's just remember that even though we can be caught in a storm and initially we can feel very worried and anxious and fearful, let's let our hearts settle in the fact in the fact that Jesus is Lord, that he lives in us, that, like I said right at the beginning, that he is beside us. Remember, he's the one that said, I will never leave you or forsake you. In a moment, I'm going to pray. But what we've read this morning is true to those very words and that very promise that Jesus spoke. Even though it seemed as if the disciples were eclipsed from all hope. Even though it seemed as if Jesus could not get to where they were. He had made that promise that he would never leave. He would never forsake. And that word brought them on through. That word did not fail in their moment of crisis. And it's not going to fail in your moment of challenge either. I'm going to pray today, and we're going to pray for God's peace. We're going to pray for God's comfort. We're going to pray that Jesus would use the crises of life, the storms of life, as a means of transportation to us, as a vehicle to come close and show us that he is Lord over our fears. He is Lord over our circumstances. He is Lord over every challenge that we face. Let's believe that today. And let's look at our storms, not with worry, not with fear, but as a means of moving towards the blessing that's coming our way, namely Jesus. Amen. Father, I thank you today for your people. Lord, I thank you. You know exactly where we are, that nothing can eclipse us from your presence. Nothing can separate us from your love. And Lord, I just want to thank you for your love and your kindness and your goodness. You do not leave us in a crisis. You do not leave us in the storms of life, but you come to us to show us that you are Lord of them. You use them as a platform to walk on. And Lord, I pray that anybody today that's listening to this message that might be worried or concerned about their future, 
They might be concerned about the sudden storm that's risen up in their face and the fears that they feel in their heart. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would lead them through, that you would lead them on. Jesus, that you would, that you would show them that they're going to get to the other side, that they're going to come through this crises, that they're going to come through this difficulty, this uncertain time, and they are going to walk on stable ground again, that the storm is not going to have the final say in their lives, but your word is. Amen. Amen. Listen, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Stay in God's word. Stay in prayer. Why don't you, over this period again of lockdown, just, you know, ring somebody up. Encourage one of your brothers or your sisters, a colleague, a friend at work, a neighbor. Just ring somebody up with some good news. Encourage them with God's word. Encourage them. Be a brother and a sister to them. And remember, over this period also, we are doing our, um, our Christmas child appeal. We're filling those shoe boxes. I know many of you are t- have taken them. You can go online and just check out. If if you haven't taken a shoebox yet, or if you need some instruction as to how to uh, pack one of these shoeboxes, there's links on our webpage. Why don't you go ahead and check that out? We're going to be blessing children from all over the world this year, bringing hope where there is no hope. So check that out. Have a great week. God bless you, and we'll catch up next week. God bless.